welcome to the very first episode of 2022 of Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. I'm sure I will screw up the year multiple times, but at least I know I'm Dan. With me, as always, is Charlie. That's me. See, I told you he was there. I'm here. Charlie, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, 2022. Uh didn't didn't know if we made it. Of course, we also don't know if we made it because we're recording this in 2021. <laughs> Shut up. You're messing with the magic of podcasts. The magic of podcasts. Well, you know, we what? don't do these live. What? what? Exactly. Yeah, we don't do these live. I was not expecting Stone Cold to still be we, with us. You know what? We might start doing live ones next year if we get enough people interested in joining in with us. Um, well, yeah. Okay. We'll see. Well, I, we'll see how that goes. Look, well, look, I don't want to do a live, but if no one's there to interact with us kind of thing. That's yeah. So that's if we that's had kind enough, of the thing. Yeah. So if we had like, I don't know, a hundred people that would interact during a live episode or something or 50 people, then that would be fun to do. Yeah. I, I can see that. I can, but, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll yeah, see. So we'll see. Oh, well, yeah. pin it to the board. All right, hold on a minute. Get over to the board here. Yeah, we have the, the give me back my action movie whiteboard. Yeah, well, how, I can't pin nothing to a whiteboard. It's white. You use like a magnet. Cord- oh, already poked a hole in it with the <laughs> You've been hole in the whiteboard already. Yeah. I ain't buying you another one. Sorry. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, like we said, it's the first episode of the new year. Not quite the anniversary of the show. Not quite. But. It is the first episode of the new year. Now, since uh, when this drops live, and of course, if you're in the future or the past, whatever the case may be, I don't know. And I don't know when you're going to listen to this episode, but as of live drop, the Christmas extravaganza has already been unleashed upon the populace. Yes, it has. We hope you enjoyed that. We hope it's infected everyone with its Christmas cheer. Charlie, why don't you talk a little bit about the Christmas extravaganza? Well, they heard it already. What 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 is well, there I to just talk meant, about? What well, meant like the impetus and some of the the impotent? Um, that no, has nothing no, no. to do with Christmas. No, no I got pills for this. And oh, okay. so no, no, I meant the you know why we did that and kind of how it came together and some of the particular thank yous that we need to throw out. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah I got you. I see and what you It gives you me want. a chance to drink the stuff in this beverage. Well, because as we record this, we're like two days from Christmas. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to be in the holly jolly spirit. No, uh, we, uh, everybody does like Christmas episodes. Matter of fact, we've already done our Christmas episodes. The horror show did the Krampus. We did Die Hard. But it was like, I want, Dan and I had mulling this idea around earlier in the year. Of, like June. Yeah. Like really we're thinking ahead of what, how fun would it be if we like dropped an episode, like exactly on Christmas day or what ended up being Christmas Eve and seeing as how we just kind of stumbled into starting a podcast network. Mm-hmm. It only made it. That's really what happened. It was, yeah, Hey, it is. there's a bunch of us. Let's just work together. Um, it turned into a, uh, let's involve everyone. And Let's let everyone share the episode all on their own channels and just a big Christmas present. And then a thank you to the 
you know, everybody that, you know, participated in the show. Um, so yeah, it, it, Hey, it was a lot of fun. We learned a lot. Um, yeah. a lot of work, honestly, we're going to start earlier for next year. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Uh, we put yeah. that together in barely a month, maybe a hair over a month, something like that. I think so. Um, you know, in particular, thank you to Charlie, who, um, I guess is the script doctor producer. Yes. Said project. Sludge wrote it. Mm-hmm. Sludge also does all of our music mixing, our editing, our, our Foley work. Uh, he is our wizard behind the computer, behind the curtain. Um, don't look but, behind the curtain. Yeah. But I, we did, uh, I did do some script doctoring and a little bit of directing, producing stuff like that. No, it's not a big deal. We we recorded and we made it work. Um, and hopefully, you know, everyone's already listened. To it. If you haven't listened to it, go back, check it out. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's done as a narration. Dan, you, you as the viewer visit Dan unexpectedly. Thanks to Nate. They're, and not, viewing, they're, they're not viewing anything. That's right. They're viewers, listeners, listeners. listeners. Yeah. Sorry. Well, we're thinking we, we, we did this kind of in the mode of the old classic, um, uh, holiday uh, episodes that would be on yeah. TV, the holiday specials. You know, the you, you turn on the TV at eight o'clock, you do that dun, 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 bum, 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 thing. It would say special on the TV, and it would be like Bob Hope and like I don't know, Kiss Betty would show White. up and Betty White and yeah, I don't know, uh, 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 David Copperfield or that. Crap. That so, was the yeah. catalyst for doing it. That was yes. my my initial vision when I pitched it to everyone was. I want to do something in line with those old network TV shows that they did it every Christmas. And then you would have these, these other shows that were popular. All the actors would send in like little clips of Mm -hmm. Merry Christmas. Sorry, we couldn't be there or something like that. So, so, and it's why we had like all these other podcast shows that either help support us or, you know, I, I enjoyed listening to, but the four we got were actually ones that's kind of given us advice or, you know, yep. shared some of our episodes out. You know, we had podcasting after dark. We had $2 late fee mm-hmm. time shifters, our good buddies in Canada, action, action podcast. And, Hello, if you, and if you heard the episode, you know how much fun that they all had doing this. Charlie, uh, I think once the coronavirus Okay, so it's not going to go away. But once it kind of calms down to the point where we can travel, we should go to Canada and do a live show with those guys. Uh, I mean, yeah, you do realize they're on the other side of Canada from us, yeah, we right? Yeah, we got to fly into Vancouver, but that's all right. Fly into Vancouver. Can we go see Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, probably. He probably lives down the street. I mean, okay. I assume, I've only been to Canada once, but I assume Canada, everyone knows each other, so the guys probably know Ryan. He probably lives down the street. That's what I'm guessing. There's He's like what local bakery, five streets in Canada. Yeah. And everyone's got a Tim Hortons on it. I would hope so. I'm yeah. actually, I'm, I'm banking on that. I do want to warn you though. Canadian bacon is ham. You know, I am aware. I am a meat connoisseur, not just a <laughs> carnivore. Um, so yeah, I am, you, lo- you love meat. That's for I, sure. Dude, no veg, all meat. It was it alive at one point? Put it on the pizza. That's that's it. You you yeah. You're not into the veg, but man, the meat. Mm. Love me some sausage. No, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> this took what? a weird turn. What? There it goes. What? 
All right. So, yes, those guys, good beer, bad movie night. All the groups that were represented in the uh, episode two was Sludgecast. Yep. And, uh, of course, the horror show, action movie and horror movie and stuff. So everyone we play commercials for every episode, you know, everyone should know it. Everyone should know these shows. Everyone should be listening to these shows. Yeah, basically it was it was it was all of our crap um, that you're hearing now, except Christmas crap and then other good stuff peppered in there. Basically, basically. Yeah. 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 No, it, it was fun. We had a good time and hopefully everyone else enjoyed it. Well, you know, we'll see. I forget who brought it up to me, but they said now that we have a network, we should do a battle of the network stars. Because oh, I haven't heard the, that. That would be great. Because you, know, you were talking about the old like TV show specials, yeah, and battle of the network stars obviously was a thing back in the day. So we should do a battle of the network stars podcast competition. But I don't know how we would do that because we're all in different places, and it would have do, to be here just yell at each other. It'd have to we, be like trivia based or something, you know? Yeah, something weird. Well, it would, and know. what it would have to be is you can't answer questions that's in your genre. You got to answer questions that's in someone else's genre. Like we got to know every suit actor for Godzilla. You know, that, that's it, yeah, Steve the Godzilla <laughs> guy, <laughs> Steve Takanawa. <laughs> All right, so now that you and, and I'm sure Sludge has heard this, someone will come up with some ideas. Yeah, there we go. There That's their go. summer thing we're going to do, I guess. Yeah, now. I don't know. Actually, we've already talked a little bit about that, so stay tuned for that because as soon as we figure it out, you will hear. Yep, I'm sure I'm sure we'll have something going pretty cool. All right, let's get into the episode proper. Yeah, we did. we watched a movie this year. We, 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 we watched a lot of movies this year. We did watch a lot of movies this year. <laughs> I, I was, I'm not prepared to go into a year of uh, uh, retrospective. We can do that on the anniversary. Hey, I didn't download Sarah McLaughlin's I Will Remember You music <laughs> to play in the background. So we we can't, can't do that one, man, because that's too many sad puppies. You know, because yeah, ain't exactly. that the song they play for that? Yeah, yeah that's, the, <laughs> that's the Don't Let Puppies Die music. That's right. So, uh, yeah, we watched a lot of movies this year. And if you've listened to all the episodes and followed along, you know, I don't really watch a ton of movies. I did when I was younger. What? And I watched the same like 10 over and over again. And so some of these movies, a lot of these movies, I either have not seen or hadn't seen in. Seen? In. I haven't I seen it. I seen it, I said. I, I haven't. Oh, that uh, tell them our dude's working. So I haven't uh, seen the movie in a decade or two or two and a half like Beastmaster. This is this is why I need the what button on my side, too. <laughs> it's like, what? Exactly. What? I don't watch a lot of these movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't watch a lot of movies. I host a movie podcast, <laughs> which actually, I guess, is kind of its own shtick. But I, it works for whatever it works for. Exactly. So, uh, so we watched Beastmaster, the original 1982 Mark Singer Beastmaster, not the television sh- series that was out, not the. I guess there's a Beastmaster two and three. I don't even want to talk about those. So we watched the original in 1982. Yeah. Beastmaster. We are going to, I haven't seen it in like 25 years and Charlie hadn't seen it in a long time. I probably we same. Re- we both realized we have never seen it uncut. Yeah. I <laughs> we will get into that in a little bit, but yeah, I had never seen this movie uncut. 
No, we were we were used to. Okay, so Charlie and I watched it in two locations when we were younger. TBS, which means which stood for uh, the Beastmaster Station. Yep. Or HBO, which stood for Hey, hey uh, Beastmasters on, which we couldn't have watched it on HBO because that would have been uncut. So yeah, we have only watched it on the Beastmaster TBS. Station. Yeah, the Beastmaster Station. Yeah, good old Turner Broadcasting Station. That's right. So uh we watched this and we're both like huh but we will talk about that when we come back yeah, we're yeah, well, the trailer like we normally do fun fact i usually play the trailer for charlie this time i have not played the trailer for charlie yeah i haven't seen his trailer yet <laughs> now i will preface this by saying and uh, i'll get into my review later i'll get into my aliongs later and everything else <clears throat> I don't have a problem with the movie, and you will hear all this later, but I will say I think the trailer was better than the movie. And <laughs> Charlie, I told Charlie that. He goes, man, the movie wasn't bad. I said, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you got to hear the trailer. So Charlie's reaction to the trailer will be live for the first time ever. Hang on. You ready, Charlie? I'm excited. It was foretold by witches. It was conceived through sorcery. And it was to be destroyed by all that is evil. But the courage of one mortal saved it. And so, into an age of darkness, in a time of mysticism, sacrifice, and plunder, there came the only light. The Beastmaster. Born with the strength of a black tiger. The courage of an eagle. The power that made him more than any hero. More than any lover. He was lord and master over all beasts. He was the beast master. Behold the wonder. The challenge of the one warrior they called the Beastmaster. Mark Singer is Dar. Tanya Roberts is Kerry. Rip Torn is Mayak. John Amos is Seth. Together they take us on a fascinating journey back into unexplored times. Conquer your fears. Face the unknown. And discover the incredible link between man, animal, and all that is phantasmagorical. In the world of dungeons, dragons, and Dar, the Beastmaster, the epic adventure of a new kind of hero. is phantasmagorical <laughs> the greatest word that's ever been used can we start referring to our network as a phantasmagorical podcast network that was so awesome i literally just wrote it down that what the crap man that was fantastic you, the trailer was awesome 
I loved how like they would say something like the courage of a tiger and the tiger would roar. But when they was like, and the fantastic lover, and you heard the ferrets. And I, I, I'm laughing because I kept making, I kept making the joke to Jackie last night as he's running around with Kodo and Poto in his pouch. I'm like, is that a ferret in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me? And she starts laughing. And I went, there's two, by the way. <laughs> oh, this movie Fanta- made in the early 80s. Phantasmagorical. And they ripped off Dungeons and Dragons, of course. Because they're phantasmagorical, Dan. We don't have to go through the cast. They did it for us. Right? <laughs> like, I mean, that was a great trailer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man. I told you, man. I, that's uh, We've said it here many a time that, you know, we miss the great trailers and stuff like that. That's why. That, and I love this movie, but I think you're right. The trailer, the trailer just added an alley on to my rating right there. Yeah, that might be my favorite trailer of a movie we've done yet. Uh, yeah, because you, well, you haven't heard, the, everyone else would have heard the uh, Deadly Spawn episode of how mm. awesome mm-hmm. that trailer is because it, like, goads you into watching the movie which is it hilarious. It slaps you it for does. being such a little pansy. It's like, I dare you to come to this yeah. theater and watch this movie. But <laughs> You this, ain't got the balls to watch this. <laughs> this was phantasmagorical, and I love... I'm getting that tattooed somewhere. Hey, hey. T-shirts. Oh, my God. When we drop the network T-shirt collection, yeah. merch collection, we need to put something like the the t-shirt says something like i'm phasm yes phantasmagorical we gotta, we well gotta, i can't say it's so amazing I'll, I'll i'll just i know we've talked before about things we're doing later the mm-hmm. reason i actually haven't started the t-shirt thing is because of the uh there's been like a major slowdown in people getting materials yeah and right. that's that's affected a lot of the t-shirt companies um, so I'm kind of waiting to see if that kind of calms sure. down because sure. the prices are ridiculous for shipping right well, now. After we come off the recording here, I got some stuff. I always want to talk to you about a couple of things anyway, but, uh, were yeah, they phantasmagorical? <laughs> well, I don't know, but I don't, I don't know. Look, I'm 45 and I don't think I've experienced phantasmagorical <laughs> or cork or dork or whatever the hell they said in that trailer, uh, ever before. So, that's Beastmaster. For those of you that have not seen Beastmaster, please go see it. It's currently right now. I I saw I watched it on Amazon Prime. So that's how it's on there it. right now. Uh, as of when this drops, it'll probably still be on there. If you haven't watched it, go back and watch it because we are going to say stuff. We're going to spoil it. We're going to assume from now on going forward, probably all the movies we review you've seen. We're not going to try to. Talk you into going and seeing these movies. No, we're just going to talk about how these movies affected us as children and as adults. Okay, or I have to do. I, I, I young I adults. This, I looked adults. this up. I'm not, I don't want to step on you, but this is too good to. I no, looked up phantasmagorical, and it's in Urban Dictionary. Mm. And this so phantasmagorical, quite simply, the best word ever devised. Mm-hmm. A mixture of the words fantastic, amazing. Mm-hmm magical all in one juicy little package as it's written on urban dictionary it's important not to overuse the word it's reserved for when ordinary boring words just won't cut it whoa melissa those knee-high stripy socks are phantasmagorical 
I'm not even messing with you. That's what it says in Urban Dictionary. So I wanted to well, put that out there. New I word. I don't know. I don't know who put it out there, but I agree with that definition. Knee high striped socks are. You'd never use that word when I'm wearing them. Speaking of a juicy <laughs> little package. I'm dark. Yeah. Mark Singer runs around this movie naked, half naked most of the time. It's not I can't you can't even say half naked. He's wearing a loincloth. Three, three quarters naked. Yeah. It's it's loincloth city in this entire movie. I mean, even Tanya Roberts is actually wearing more clothes in this movie than the two male leads. Yeah, she actually is topless in a scene of this movie, and you still see more skin on Mark Singer, Singer and John and Amos. John Amos. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it, mm-hmm. uh, it, it boggles the mind. But you know what? This was normal for us watching on television back in the day. It was oh, the, yeah. the sword and sorcery movies was shirtless He-Man Conan types running around with swords and demons. And yes, yes, th- th- that, that was it. Swords, magicians, banana hammocks. If you have those three things. You're, you're set. Then you're, you're set. That's what. It, yeah. For those of you that like Conan and say Red Sonya even. Oh yeah, yeah. But your parents didn't have a name brand store near you. You got Beastmaster. Yeah, and and then below that is your. But that's a whole nother discussion for a whole well, other time. Look, they're, they're, look. So Dan and I have actually been like taught when we do our movie like lists of what movies we want to do. We always go. When do we do a sword and sorcery, and which one do we start with? Mm-hmm. And normally, you would think, okay, we're going to do Conan. But in and all we, re- will. we will, we will. I'm not saying we won't, but in all reality, we kept going. We need, you know, Beastmasters on Amazon. We should do Beastmaster, and right. we would both go, yeah, but we need to do this movie. We hit a certain point right. where movies had a purpose for when we dropped them. So it was finally like we're starting the year off let's do a sword and sorcery movie. And we don't do these movies. We don't record these episodes way in advance. No. Uh, when I s- a week or so in advance, that's about it. it look, uh, behind the curtain, it is uh, Thursday, December 23rd. You will hear this in January the 3rd. So it's like two weeks out. That And that's just so we can be alternated with the other shows and it's not chaos on trying to get things edited and released and if someone has some reason we can't record that night we have buffer time so Mm -hmm. that's all that's why so no and we do need to get a a list and i a general list for the year coming up i think does help us Um, but we have been like we need to do this and i think doing beastmaster first makes more sense because this is probably my first sword and sorcery movie i remember watching as a kid because um, I would have been allowed to watch this before Conan. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and 100% with this one. This is the one that, again, and we talked about this uh, a little earlier in the day today. Beastmaster is one of those ones where I just go, yeah, it's Beastmaster. It, it's it's Beastmaster. We always knew it. Yeah. And we were talking earlier today about, like, what do we remember? Because we haven't watched it in 25 years or whatever it is. And Charlie was like, oh, I kind of remember this and I kind of remember that. And I was like, I remember that Mark Singer was half naked. There was a tiger, which I didn't even remember at one point. 
Yeah, he goes, where was there a tiger in this movie? I'm like, really? (laughs) Um, There was a bird that he saw through, and there were some ferrets. Yeah, Kodo and Poto. And then I kind of (laughs) remembered, I kind of remembered the Death Guard. No, I remembered, I remembered a lot more than you did. When I started, I actually realized watching it last night that, I've never seen the uncut version because no, neither have I. Yeah, um, I, I don't remember his origin story at all. I kind of remembered it, but that was because I remembered the part where the witch transfers him out of his mom's womb into a cow. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> look, there's. I we need to we need to explain this to people too. This movie's rated PG. Straight up, 1982, this movie is rated PG. What? 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 There are so many boobs in this movie towards the beginning. Not so much at the end, but there was a lot of boobage in this movie. Adar. Adar. He he was there. Um, There was a lot of frightening imagery and Mm -hmm. scenes and, you know, sorcery and stuff. The only thing I, I think the only thing that kept it from being R was they didn't have a ton of blood. There and there's was no blood. There's almost no blood. There's a little, and then very tiny amount. It, it is, and there's no language. Well, here's what's really messed up. Okay, so and like I said, we're going to do spoilers. We're going to jump all over the place. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Stop. Go see it. Come back. Everybody should have seen Beastmaster by now. Okay, so of course he burns a kid alive. We don't see it. No, but we, it's like oh, we we know what happens. Yeah, we don't see it. We the uh, big bat monster guys, they yeah. create green goo, not blood. But they dissolve full yeah, but, bodies. But again, it's green goo. It's not blood. Right, but that Dar scene cuts was... dudes with swords, and there's no blood on the sword or anything. No, even. there's not. A, it's budgetary reasons, obviously. Yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. If you don't have blood, you're not. If you need to reset a shot, you're not cleaning things. You're not redressing right. the set. It made sense, but I want to go back to there. There are these creature winged creatures, and I don't think there's actually even an official name. There, I saw it's called like the Eagle Cult. I've saw they're just called winged creatures. These things scare the hell out of me, and they still creep <laughs> me out watching this movie. They're pretty wild. And Dar ends up in their little cult type temple outside Mm -hmm. and he frees this prisoner dude and you're thinking like oh dar's gonna get a sidekick and so he frees this little guy and the guy just takes off running and these things aren't moving they're like statuesque and one just opens its arms out with skin type wings and wraps that yeah he wraps his arms around this guy and pukes green goo which i remembered but what I didn't remember was it opens its arms back up and these like gooey bones fall to the ground. Well, that's the thing is the bat guy things, bat men, whatever they are. Sorry, the DC, bat, yeah, they don't actually even puke the green because they're ma- they don't have a mouth. They just have the eyes. So as they're doing it, they're dissolving this guy into some kind of. They're admitting some yeah. kind of green puke. It's coming some kind from of, some kind of Nickelodeon gack. 
and you don't even see what it's, ha- it's coming from their maybe they got gack nipples i don't know what's going on i have no but idea they dissolve it with their gap their gack nipples and they kill these people with that but so we don't see blood but we do see green goo and bones yeah. and it, it's and yeah gore without blood it, it's literally yes. gore without blood it's the gooey fact it's the gooey aspect of a lot of them horror movies you guys love Oh, this was definitely in the ooey gooey yeah, for us. And right? I, I loved that part. The head but, bobbing up in the little cauldron was awesome. Oh, I love that. That's probably the whole port the whole portion with the eagle guys, the bat guys, was was awesome. It's the awesome. Set, it's the everything dressing, awesome. It's everything you're expecting in a sword and sorcery. You know, it's very reminiscent of like when Conan goes into the sorcerer's Mm-hmm. Uh, castle with all the mirrors and he fights the, the it's better turns. than that it's better than that but it's reminiscent of and i just looked up uh conan the destroyer came out after beastmaster so i definitely would have saw beastmaster before conan because destroyer was the first one i watched i and wasn't I will allowed tell you, to watch the first one i'll tell you straight up <clears throat> the batman outfits the the costuming the face yeah. the prosthetics whatever it is way 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 better than the monster guy at the end of conan oh the 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 dude with the red the, the little red riding hood dude with the yeah the blue he, face he it looks kind of like he looked like a, whatever a, his name was a mean gorn yeah it yeah was horrible crap yeah not the so horned, much better than that not not the horned monster at the end no 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 the blue that, guy that thing the, was badass yeah 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 so so much better than that. Oh, the yes. sword, the sword from love like his sword. kind of a, of a medieval weapon nerd aspect. Loved it. Looked really cool. He had a flippy dippy throw crawl thing that he had. I don't know what the hell that was. We were talking about this earlier and it was like, you know, what did you need in these movies? You needed a badass sword that you could remember. And it's mm-hmm. very uh, scimitar ish. It has a mm-hmm. really nice, uh, like kickback curve to it. Uh, you know, the, the D guard isn't a full D guard, but you know, it's got some ornamentation to it where you're like, that's Beastmaster's sword. Mm-hmm. And he literally has it was like kind of Saracen this... at the end. It was nice. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, the thing he's throwing, I'll give you, I know here's instead of the crawl, which it's very close to, it looks like the thing blade throws in the movies yes, when he it s- is. slings it around, but silver, but this one's gold. Um, but yeah, you had to have the thing to throw because you need mm-hmm. range attacks. Mm-hmm. He didn't carry a spear or a shield, Mm-mm. but he had a tiger. <laughs> he didn't yeah. really need a shield. Yeah, no, he was good at that. And the other thing that we talked about you needed was you needed a muscular sidekick with a stick. Of, a, of, a, of another ethnicity. Most of them were, most of them were almost all of them. Were. All of them, yeah. So like, in Conan, you had, um, you had Grace Jones, Grace Jones, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, you had uh, Morgan Freeman and Robin Hood. Yep. You had, you had, uh, in uh, uh, Scorpion uh, King, we were just talking about it. Uh, 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 Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. And in this one, you had James. Uh, is it almost? Um, it, it's uh, John Amos. John Amos. Amos. John Amos. That's it. Yeah. And Johnny, and so you had to have a big muscular stick wielding dude and they had all these movies had that. Yes. And, um, and yeah, I know Grace Jones, I said it. And here's, here's everyone's ass. She she was a beast. Here is the one audio drop I got of John Amos's character from this movie. 
He's rich. He is rich. What? <laughs> he's got his own money. And baby, when I tell you he's got his own money, I mean the boy has got his own money. What? What? Uh. What? I don't. I don't remember that scene in this movie. You watched a different cut than I did. <laughs> He's talking about him being rich. What's what did I mess up? Is this the I, I think I saw this. This is the one where he like owns a, a not McDonald's franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Golden Arcs. <laughs> the Golden Arcs, not the Yeah. Arcs. Yeah, John Amos was in Coming to America. Yes, he was. His, and instead of wielding the stick in that one, Eddie Murphy wielded the stick in that one. Yeah, he used the broom hand or the mop handle. And beat Samuel Jackson's ass. Yeah, he did. Poor Samuel right. Jackson. Hey, That's folks, funny. I'm again, I like, look, I like these are the episodes I like where I just kind of go off on tangents and start talking about things, because at this point, all of you that listen and support our show, your family, we love you. This is what actually happens in my head. You know how people have a one track mind. I have like seven and they're always derailing at the same time. We don't so, know where the music's coming from either. So, you know, it's you heard that, too. <laughs> no, not this time. So, um, I'm just going to go, and this is the, the beginning of the year, still tail end of the holiday gift. I'm going to give you guys is that I am working on a new show for the network. I was going to ask, are we going to announce that today? I'm we glad are. you went We're, ahead and it, do that. It, it's, it's, it's going to be called, give me back my, right now it's called, give me back my childhood. Okay. Yeah. Give me back my nostalgia. Well, something we'll work. to that extent. We'll work anyway, shopping. It's going to be a incoherent tangle mess of nostalgic thoughts and vibes with interviews of people that are kind of in that particular realm. So if we're going to talk about He-Man, I'm going to talk about people that love He-Man. If I talk about breakfast cereal, I'm going to talk about people that eat breakfast cereal. If I talk about the A-Team, you're going to hear Charlie. So, Well, He-Man, too. I mean, we have to, we have to you got point He-Man out too. Yeah, that well, I, I am... It. We're doing Beastmaster, and I am surrounded by He-Man toys. There's a so. whole He-Man thing I got to talk to you about. about this. Anyway, <laughs> so when I go on a tangent of talking about uh, Amos being in Coming to America and Eddie Murphy with a stick and beating Samuel Jackson, it's, that's how my head works. He's so, not wrong. He's if, 100% accurate with that. So if you're having trouble following this, have fun with that episode. those episodes when they come out. Charlie, yeah. please get us back on track, because I just, I just really... No, you're doing fine, man. I'm Dar. No, I, I. we were talking about how they always had to have the, I don't even want to say the muscle because good Lord, Mark Singer is ripped in this freaking movie and not like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger ripped. It was like, like tight everywhere, like a, Whoa, like an action hey. figure. Hey, hey, <laughs> I'm hey. Dar. Settle down there. Hey, is that a ferret in your pouch, or are you just happy to see me? I, I'm going to have to download some um, bromance music from now on on these episodes sometimes. But Come on, man. Mark Singer, he's known for being Beastmaster. I mean, that's... You know what? Actually, when you say Mark Singer, I think of Beastmaster and V. Well, yeah, V, as far as television goes, that is probably what he's more well-known for among the general populace, mm-hmm. you know, like even my mom watched V when it was on television. Granny watched V? Mom watched V, yeah. I remember mom, that thing. Mom, you rule. I was going to say mom the, kicks ass, but I don't want to say a curse word. You just did, so it kind of defeats the whole purpose. Sorry, mom. No, but uh, I've always known him as Beastmaster, and, you know, yeah. he, he looks the yeah. part, and, you know, and John Amos is just playing that 
quintessential character that you needed that he looks monkish almost. He fights mm-hmm. yeah, with a with staff. Right. Um, till he takes the toga off and he's wearing like the, uh, <laughs> what's that dude, the foreign guy that he did the fake. Oh crap. I can't even think of the name. He very nice and stuff like that. He wasn't really the Borat guy, the Borat. He looks like he's wearing the Borat swimsuit, but it's, it's leather. leather and had, like metal spikes. All right, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just thinking about this. Mark Singer wore leather and studs. <clears throat> Amos wore leather and studs. And then you had the Death Guard. And this is not a Warhammer reference. No. It's... But you had the Death Guard, which were guys wearing black leather boots up to their knees arm gauntlets all the way up to their elbows with spikes all the like spikes down the fingers all over everywhere them. kind of a, a a full mass that's locked onto them and when you see them <laughs> i'm like why is rob halford running down the hallway trying to get a couple ferrets look if if that's not rob halford i'm pretty sure he was part of the costume department because there yeah, is a it, ton of leather <laughs> This movie is a 1980s heavy metal video. That's like an like what two hours? How long is this movie? No, it was almost two hours. I think hour fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so right. It's a, it's like a two hour long heavy metal music video, essentially. Which you know, I think that's a missed opportunity of a lot of those movies. Why did they not just go with the? You remember? Did you you saw uh, Kroll right mm-hmm. with Kevin yeah. Sorbo? Yeah. They did that with heavy metal music in the background. Yeah, that's what and this was, really. That, I swear, I would love to see like Conan and Beastmaster and your your almost. I don't want to mess with your soundtrack. No, no, no. no, no. Your has his own theme song, and I will not touch that. But your is like a a warm <laughs> embrace from your grandmother, kissing you on the cheek and giving you a hot, fresh chocolate chip cookie. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I I love your. I have a special place for that movie. But I'm just saying, the, these type of movies just scream like playing those type of like you know Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, you know, all these like epic type metal songs in the background. Mm-hmm. And I was Very like Hammerfall. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to see some of these movies recut with that because I think that would. All be right. Insane. So what you're telling me is we have to make a sword and sandal, sword and board, sword and sorcery movie. Look, um, with heavy metal in the background, I am already like supposed can you to be, wear, can you wear a leather banana hammock? I don't know if anyone wants to see, I don't even know if Jackie wants to see me in a leather banana hammock. I'm going to tell she just texted me. She says, no, <laughs> I, I would say she just felt a disturbance in the force and it was not a fair, um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you're going to have to clean that up when you get in the house. Uh, that is, uh. <laughs> There's not enough baby powder on the planet. Oh, God, no, no, no. I never got into the whole leather thing. Our buddy Benny always tried to convince me, like, you know, hey, man, we should try the whole, like, black T-shirt leather pants. I'm like, no. Hell no. What's wrong with you? Ben, I love you, buddy, but yeah, it it can't happen. It's no. We're putting eight in that outfit. We can do that to Nate. We'll do that. Yeah. To yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's totally fine. But yeah, it's so there, there, I, I don't know. I love these. I call, like I said, I call them, always called them the sword and sorcery movies, mm-hmm. you know, 
they they just struck a nerve. So they're not like your your quintessential action movie. They they're an action movie, but they're not the bang bang bullet yeah, they're, bullet they're bang the, explosion car chase movie. Yeah, but they're they not action. The, yeah, a gun toting explosion kind. Of, although there was explosions in this. Oh yeah. Oh like, man, the explosion with the tar pit thing—that was oh, dude, I loved awesome. every bit of that. One, um, are, have we not talked about anything? I feel like we've just kind of gone off. And have you done budget or anything yet? No, I have not done budget. So if why you don't you go budget, ahead? You go into budget that. eight million estimated, an estimated eight million dollars to make this movie, all pretty much in California, uh, from a company called Leisure Investment Company, which definitely sounds like a shell company. <laughs> and uh, opening weekend, August 22, 1982, made 2955641 which in 82, that's a lot of money. Uh, yeah. No, remember, this is 1982. Right. So you're thinking that that bombed. U.S., it might have. But gross worldwide, 156528 and look, we've already said Beastmaster it. was a success, dude. We've already said it. This movie made its money in syndication. Oh, this gosh, movie made yes. its money from Turner Broadcasting. That mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. I swear, because so let's let's talk a little bit about that. Let's let's back up a little bit. I I don't know the first time I watched this because I watched it so many times in the same place. I don't remember mm-hmm. the first time, but. It was always at my grandmother's, my granny's, mm-hmm. and they had cable before us. And I don't mean like a month before us, years before we got it. So going to granny's was, you got, and this was not cable we know now. Their cable was like 12 channels. You know, so we got like the TNT, the TBS, the CNN. Uh, what was, it was TNN before CMT, right? Is that what... No, no, no. Okay, so... Oh, TNN went to Spike. Yeah, so you had... First you had... Yeah, you had TNN, which was the Nashville network. Yes. Then it turned... Which was a subsidiary of CMT. Yes. Which was a subsidiary of MTV. Mm-hmm. Which is a subsidiary of Paramount. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Which is what it is uh, now. It's now yeah, the Paramount so, channel. So CMT is now Spike, or it was No, Spike, I think it's was, TNN was the one. It was. Wait, wait. Anyway, I don't know. TNN. It doesn't matter, really. Spike the man channel yeah that's, that's what they tried to brand it as yeah that they really did um yeah. but anyway so she only had like 12 extra channels than what we did so we would go over like after school that's when i would get to watch stuff like captain planet on fox because we didn't have fox granny mm-hmm. had fox mm-hmm. and i would get to watch like um the movies if we went there like sunday after church or something we would spend the day at granny's and I'd be down in the basement. If I wasn't playing outside, you know, reenacting Beastmaster, I was downstairs watching Beastmaster on TBS. And you were running around in the yard with just like your underpants on. I stick. don't think I did that, but I won't put it past me. But I'm pretty nah, sure I, I probably. Okay, the, the the scene at the not quite the beginning, the montage with uh, Mark Singer's Dar, where he's mm-hmm. swinging the the the. the the branch no we always did that we did that yeah and, and I, I i love when people are like why is he doing that i'm like you never watch baseball players where they swing something heavier than the bat so okay, that they all, build force all of you wrestling fans out there will know it reminded me of the iron sheik using the uh persian clubs 
Oh, if I you know, don't that. know what I'm talking about. Yes. Look that up. They are nasty. So to me, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, and, and you know, again, this movie had a montage in it. I mean, that was a total '80s thing to be having. You know, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. whole family was just burned to death, and now I got to swear vengeance on these uh, the Juns. So I'm gonna start training. You know what? I want to say sorry now to Sludge, but I think you have to put it together a montage for our anniversary episode. I might have to do that. Hmm. You or Sludge will have to do that. Maybe I'll get everything I want and have him help me blend it in together. I do. Good point. I don't just dump everything on Sludge, by the way. No, 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 we, no, no. I just we kept that... things as simple as we could. Well, no, no. I'm just saying, like, Sludge, literally, we will be like, hey, man, um, we have an idea for this. And then, like, three hours later, it's like, here it is. And we're like, dude, do you sleep? Or... I don't think he sleeps. I really don't. I don't. I think I don't... he's one. Of, he's one of the elves from Fat Man. He eats sugar and he takes a thirty minute nap every eight hours. He's number seven. He is number. You are number seven, Sludge. Sludge is number seven. He is our foreman. Huh. Huh. Nah. Right, but, go ahead. You were talking no, about no, your under- you were speaking of sticking your underwear at your grandma. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we dissuaded. Yeah. I was not in my underwear. I don't think. Oh, dude, and don't fall down that hill. I've been. To, I've been. To, I've been to Charlie's granny's house. There is a massive hill. If you fall down. We, you're, that's it. We just, we don't even try to have a funeral. We just say bye. Yeah. And it's both sides there. You can fall down both sides. She lives on top of a mountain folks. No, it literally she is. Lived, she lived on top of a mountain. Nene lives on top of a mountain. It's one of my favorite things was the mountain is called big a mountain. And for the longest time, that's just what I took it as. That was the name of it till I was about 13 or 14. And I went. It is. I think we're having lunch or something, and I was just like, "Hey, why do we call it Big A Mountain?" And my granny, church going, small of stature, but raised during the Depression, looked me straight in the eye and she goes, "Big Ass Mountain," and I'm like, "Okay." That was the first time I ever heard my grandmother swear. What? 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 Yeah, I even my mom was like, I can't believe she actually said it because I think mom was trying to think of a way to say it without saying it. All right, I, I okay, yeah, I've known Charlie for over a decade easily. I don't know what. Oh, we're years? we're we're going Something like fifteen, like sixteen. Anthony's okay. fifteen. Yeah, okay, so I've known you for sixteen years. I and I've been to granny's house i've been yeah. i've lived on charlie's couch i didn't know it was is it not called big a mountain what's the real name of the mountain well it's it is called i mean everywhere around i don't know if it has like some type of geological name but in the area it is big a mountain but That's it's what i thought but that the a is standing for ass so all all of those, and when I say it, I mean it with love. Hillbillies down there just grew up calling it Big Ass Mountain. No, we and called because, it because no, no, Big A because they go ass. because they go to church. Yes, they just said Big A instead of Big Ass Mountain. But yeah, our entire my entire life growing up, they lived on Big Ass Mountain. Man. We're not a creative folk, but <laughs> you know what? Uh, sometimes I miss living down there. <laughs> it has its charm it really sometimes, does 
Sometimes I miss that. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't miss. Only had two restaurants to choose from. Three. There was pals. Um, yeah. but you know, um, sometimes I miss miss them. So there, there's there's a fun little uh, little story there. But no, I and that's when that's how I watched Beastmaster growing up was uh, just doing that. So uh, that's awesome, dude. You about ready to take a commercial break here in a little bit? Yeah, we sh- we should probably shut up for a second. I, I think so. We were just rambling. This is a great episode. I love these episodes. I'm loving it. Yeah. Everyone, give us a second. We're going to play the commercial that you've all heard a million times because we haven't come up with a new one yet. We're not that creative, as Charlie just said. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Beastmaster. We're going to talk a little bit more about, well, Beastmaster because that's what this episode is. Welcome to the Monster Movie Stomp Down, where twice a month we review monster movies from all corners of the planet. Join me, Sludge. And I was, went to watch it the other night, and she's like, why are you watching this? You can quote this movie line for line. Like, that's very accurate. My co-host, Mark. Don't ask me to, to do a stomp down on this, because it's zero. <laughs> okay, dude. Ruben, what's your stomp down rate? And our brother from Texas, Ruben. It, it's just, I'm like, wait a minute, dude. They tricked me into watching this. As we give you the history, our review, and the stomp down rating of some of the best and worst monster movies around. Available through the Podbean app, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Amazon. Make sure and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just how drunk are we gonna get? Welcome to Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy. Tell more crates. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I f- that up. <laughs> Try that again. As we drag Kathleen. Hear me. Kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his times in the territories with PG-13 to his times in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major podcast formats. I'm Dar. I'm not Dar. I'm Dar. I'm wearing clothes. I'm wearing. Cl- you're- Are you not wearing clothes? I took clothes off during the break. <laughs> oh god! All right, we're back and still a bunch of nonsense. Hey, uh, like I said, uh, multi-track mind always derailing. Uh, also working on a uh, "Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling" show. We talked about it a little bit on the condemned episode. Still working on that as well. Uh, so we got all kinds of crap coming towards you. And I mean, crap, I say in a well, affectionate manner. And it's like holiday season, so things don't quite go as fast as you think it should. But, you know, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. will release. It, we will have everything going out. And 
again, everyone, it's going to be on a separate feed. So, you know, go check it out. We'll have all the links and everything once it's up and live. And, you know, we're just going to have a good time. We'll just add it to the network. You told me we're going to actually be personally responsible for four shows. Yeah. That's how it feels sometimes. Mm, yeah, I, I know. I know. I, I wanted to drop that, see if that felt right. Add it to the drop list, maybe. It, it, uh, well, until Halford yells at us. You know, we're already on Gene Simmons' radar, Metallica's mm. radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, ACDC's because of a trailer I played. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we're the new Napster, I guess. I don't know. We'll, we'll see I'm what Dar. happens. I'm Dar. Maybe I'll just John, tell them. New York Singer will come after us now. I'll just be like, hey, are any other shows phantasmagorical that are playing your drops? And then they'll be like, you know what? That yeah. will allow it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eventually, Ice-T will knock on my front door, which, you know what? That's cool, though. If we get, like, cease and desist letters from any of these people, that's actually going to be kind of awesome. I'm framing them. Can we post them on the on the, on the Facebook group if we do that? Absolutely. Awesome. What's the point of doing it if we don't get them posted? Uh, exactly. 1982 Beastmaster. We talked about Tanya Roberts. You may know her from that 70s show. She's Midge. John Amos. We talked about uh, the, the thing that comes first to my mind, of course, was coming to America. Oh, yeah. Uh, before we go too far, I mean, we should yeah. say, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we lost Tanya Roberts this year. Mm-hmm. Um, she did mm-hmm. pass away. So, you know hope the rest of her family's doing okay but she will be missed but that is where i know her from other than that 70s show beastmaster beastmaster i didn't realize that's who it was um we also uh had rip torn who you may know from men in black yeah he played zed instead of mayak or max or whatever they call it i thought mayak was the stuff that the goblins had in earnest scared stupid (laughs) Wasn't that Miak? I don't know. Oh, Sludge and No, that's one of his favorites. I don't know if I've seen that movie. John, oh, also, of, I just saw spe- John. Speaking Amos. of Zed, no, yeah, go ahead. No, no go ahead. I was no, just no. gonna say, I, I just, it just dawned on me. I just saw John Amos yesterday in a movie. I was watching Die Hard Two. He's one of the oh, military yeah. guys that come in at yes, the end with is. the white snowsuits. Um, so yeah, I mean, he was in quite a few action. I think he was in Lockup with Stallone. He was one of the uh, prison guards. Uh, yes. Yeah, movie. he was in Lockup. He was in Die Hard 2. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, good times, obviously. People, a lot of people know he was in that and stuff. Yeah, and I'm not um, trying to IMDb him. I literally was watching. Yeah. Die- I've shared it in the group that there's a uh, advertisement for Lethal Weapon on a magazine this old lady's reading, and the, the camera, like, stops on it. So it's like this little end joke of, you know, Lethal Weapon versus Die Hard. <laughs> I like the, it. the 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 other thing that i want to say uh, uh speaking of zed with the rip torn reference yeah, yeah the the king that gets this place in this zed is played by rod loomis charlie where have you seen rod loomis from you know i was trying to figure that out um and it i realized that it was uh bill and ted's excellent adventure he that's what he sigmund i knew freud. him most for. yeah he was sigmund freud in that it he was, was the hard- fruit dude so it was really hard because a he's a lot younger in this, and in the beginning, mm-hmm. he's got like the crown and everything on, and then later in the movie, they've like got him like prosthetic up for like the eyes that are missing, and mm-hmm. then they put a blindfold on him. So you, he doesn't really look like he does in Bill and Ted's, but it, that is who it is. Correct. 
Um, yeah, and then he was also in an episode of Next Generation, which, uh, you know, I don't know if you know that or not. It is. Uh, I can see it on IMDb, but no, I mean, it, that's the most notable thing I think I remembered him from was being in Bill and Ted's. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. So, Charlie, talking about Beastmaster, we talked about different things that we remembered and we didn't remember. I didn't remember the eyeball ring. And I'm looking at the poster for, like, the, the cover or the poster for this, and the whole Dar and everybody is in an eyeball ring frame. So I really feel like an idiot now. Yeah, but, I was like, how did you uh, not? Re- that's, like, a I pretty. I don't know. It's a huge plot point. You remember in uh, uh, Lord of the Rings where they're carrying around the, the crystal ball that Sauron yeah. can look through? Right, right. It's essentially that. Like, they give the kid the ring and uh, Zed or... Mayak or whatever his name is can like mm-hmm, listen mm-hmm. in and what it turns out to be is it's one of the witch's eyes you know because when they stab it when they figure out what it is she like screams and covers her there's a lot of eye stabbing and removal in this movie there's a lot of eye bit in this movie yeah speaking of eye stuff whenever he would see okay so the dar can see which i i shouldn't name all my kids dar what's wrong with me what's wrong when, with you? i don't know when dar would see through the animal's eyes they did a cinematic effect on here yeah, Charlie, a little oval looking thing and I, uh, I i kept making the joke to jackie i was like uh, sort of omens give me sight beyond sight and yes. i just kept making thundercat references every time he did it because that's the it's the shape of an eye that you're looking through and it's how he he the 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 hawk or eagle or whatever it was that's you know how he saw he could see through the tiger but he could also communicate mm-hmm. and i i'll give it this i am so glad they didn't like try to do this like spooky voiceover thing of him talking telepathically to him it was just he looked at them and they understood and i was like i i like that better than him talking through his mind to him you know professor xavier style yeah that would have been bad it, it would have and I, let's uh we'll talk about the animals for a second so those who may not know there is a black tiger in mm-hmm. this movie um there are no black tigers they don't exist the director went i do not want a tiger i want a panther or i guess uh leopards can come in all black i didn't know that till i was reading up uh but the animal trainers were like, they are notoriously difficult to work with. They're skittish. Not going to happen. We will dye the tiger black. And the director was like, okay. So they went and bought out stores of black hair dye. And <laughs> if you pay attention during the movie, every once in a while, there's no like black around the mouth of the tiger because every time he'd take a drink, the dye would wash off. So thankfully, at least it was like, a water-based dye, you know, they, mm-hmm. I'm sure they were somewhat careful. I don't think they were very careful with some of these animals. Cause I'll tell another story that Dan lost his absolute mind when I told him about it earlier today. So, good. um, but the, the tiger, they kept having to re-dye its mouth. Um, the, the ferrets are untrainable. So there were like five sets of ferrets and you notice it. There'll be different colorings throughout the movie. Uh, so I was like, that makes sense. The eagle and or hawk or whatever they actually used, the, um, bird. Mm-hmm. the bird, was notorious for not wanting to fly on command. So during production, they had a hot air balloon. 
And it makes sense because you're watching this movie going, there's some pretty cool aerial shots, you know, especially during the montage. I was like, that's actually pretty cool. And it makes sense. There's a hot air balloon. Um, they figured out to get the bird to fly. There was a, they, they made a trap door in the uh, hot air balloon and dropped the bird to make it fly. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. I'm sure PETA would be throwing an absolute fit right now, but it's so hilarious to think, fly, sucker. <laughs> Just they'd, see. They'd be, dude, they'd be pitching a bitch about this whole situation right now. It's like, you know, the trainer dude's like, it's cool. He does know how to fly. He just chooses not to right now. Mm. And uh, fun fact, the bear was like one of the only trained bears like in Hollywood at the beginning of the movie. It attacked its trainer. And once they got everything under control, they then looked at the, uh, he played Dar's dad at the beginning of the movie because uh, they would not allow the child to be filmed in the same time as the bear, which thankfully they were at least smart about that. But the dad part, they did. And they were like, okay, action. And he's like, I just watched that thing attack the one person that it's not supposed to attack. <laughs> 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 I was like, Ah, I missed the 80s. What? 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 So a little behind the scenes there of, you know, it's a movie called The Beastmaster. We got to talk about the beasts. The beasts. You know, when we started this, we talked a little bit about Beastmaster 2 and 3. I knew there was a second. I didn't know the third. While you were talking about that, I did some IMDb research and noticed that the second one was Beastmaster 2 through the portal of time. Yeah. Where Dar goes to the future to stop his evil brother from stealing an atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. Mark Singer's in it. He is. He's in all three. He 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 did all three Beastmaster movies. Uh, James Avery's in that one. Yes, he is. Nah, so beyond that, it, it's garbage. Now, I checked out the third one. Beastmaster <laughs> 3, The Eye of Braxis. Okay. I don't even know what the story is behind this. I don't care. Here's what I gleaned and why i gotta watch the third one now mark singer's in it again yeah this time seth is played by tony todd Ooh, that's good casting yeah and candy tony man. Todd is no that candy man exactly candy man, yeah king tau so the young child who is dar's now we know his younger brother essentially yeah we're, we're, we're gonna talk about that in a minute there's there's some right. genealogy that we need to discuss right well anyway he's now the king and he's played by casper van Dien. yes and that's enough i'll watch it casper yeah, van Dien. Right. <laughs> and there's someone who is credited as a guard whose first name is dar yeah there's really a dar on beastmaster 3 so somebody, somebody back in 1982 was watching Beastmaster, got all randied up, went home, took care of business, and was, I'm naming my kid Dar. Yeah, I, and they, uh, and then Dar got to work on the third one. You know, you know, what's, you know, what's awesome that you say that there's a Dar in the second one. I'm Dar. I'm Dar. Uh, Robert Zadar, the guy with the, um, uh, cherub disease on his face. He he's from uh, Tango and Cash with the really big chin. Oh yeah yeah yeah. He was also Maniac Cop. Um, yeah. he's one of the bad guys in the second one, and his last name is Zadar. Get out. Z apostrophe Dar. 
Get out of here. I've seen the second one. I, I, you know, the second one always kind of like reminds me of watching masters of the universe where they go mm-hmm. through the portal. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the thing is the second one is not actually time travel. They just go to an alternate dimension. So it's the same time period, just an alternate time. It's just alternate <laughs> dimension. Was Dr. Strange in that one? Uh, yeah, that was multiverse before the multiverse was a thing. All right, again, multi-track mind. Spoiler alert coming up in three, two, one. You talked about Masters of the Universe. How much did you scream in excitement when you saw Blade from Masters of the Universe in the Kevin Smith Masters of the Universe episode? Not only Blade, but Pig Boy. Yeah, Pig Boy was in it, yes. Yeah, obviously. Well, Pig Boy. Kevin Smith played Pig Boy's voice. But Pig Boy, like, I love Blade. I was so happy Blade was in it. It made me happy because he's probably one of my favorite characters from the other movie. But Pig Boy was a kid that won a contest Mm -hmm. through He-Man that he would get a role in the He-Man movie. And they literally created this character of Pig Boy and he's like straight up got a pig mask on with a tunic. And then in the comic, they made him a badass. He's got like the biggest gun blast ray. <laughs> I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. I, I loved all. Look, there's hate for that. That show. I don't care. I watched I it. Loved it man. I, I will not get into any debates with anyone. I am a He-Man Super freak. I love He-Man. You can see my office I record in. I am surrounded by He-Man. Um, I enjoyed the TV show. I enjoyed the throwbacks. I got to see characters I don't normally get to see. Mm-hmm. Were there some eye roll moments? Obviously. There were. Guess what? That's It's 2021. 2022. Fisto really wanted to fist that guy. Yeah. I mean, but come on. It's a meme. Let's just let it go. It's fine. Whatever. If you don't want to watch it, don't freaking watch it. If you want to watch Dude, it, I hope I get a second season. I really do. I thought it was fan freaking tastic. I, I thought it. it was uh, what was what's that word again? Oh, it was phantasmagorical. I think so, yes. Phantasmagorical. Yes. Oh, All right. can't use it too many. Now, now back onto the episode of Beastmaster. See, again, this is what it's Charlie's had to endure for 15 years talking to me. You're not wrong, but again, we're not like diverging off a wild. No. We're talking about a movie that came out during the height of popularity for He-Man. Mm-hmm. I I don't know anyone my age that has never seen Beastman or Beastmaster, Beastmaster. Beast, or Beastman. You know, if you watch He-Man, you got to know Beastman. Yeah, but this movie, as we know now, unedited, should have been called Breastmaster. You know, I feel cheated that I never watched it. <laughs> well, uh, okay. so eighties had to always throw in some nudity. Some, movies, it seems like. But this one, I was surprised, and we don't normally talk too long about this. But this one really did catch me off guard for being PG. You know, well, yeah, it did. If you weren't paying attention, didn't know, and you're just watch, letting your kid watch Beastmaster. You know, know, we we're boom, the, there. It is. We're those parents that you know. Jackie and I were like, all right, we need to let the kids watch some of these movies that we loved growing up at their age. So we'd let them watch Goonies, 
There's so many dick jokes in that Ooh, movie. Yeah. They literally glue a dick upside down in the movie. Um, we let them watch Ghostbusters, and I totally forgot about the Ghost and Ray scene. And, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Beetlejuice. There, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. like, I there, there there's a, there is a meme going around of you know the the parents are like, let's watch the kids, and then someone's rushing to the television to cover it up. That's me and Jackie. Ninety uh, percent of the time, when we're like, oh, we because I would totally like, I would still let Anthony watch this movie. Because he's seen other movies with it in there. His mom's already let him watch Freddy vs. Jason with boobs hmm, everywhere. Whoops. Yeah. I didn't do it. She did it. Yeah, but um, that's where we learned about the murder boner. <laughs> we, we, we did learn about yeah. the murder boner. But, you know, but I'm like, I'm watching it now. And I'm like, I know I only ever watched it edited. Because oh, yeah. that, that scene is not in there. And I remember even growing up watching movies like um, the one that always sticks in my mind when you talk about a PG movie with nudity was the outlaw Josie Wales. And there mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. scene in there with a blonde girl that gets essentially her clothes ripped off and she's topless for not really very long. I think it's only like a second or two, but when you're 12 or 13, that's an eternity in movie watching. time. Yeah. Right. Right. And you know, and the thing is with this movie, the scene didn't, it didn't need it. It was it no. was just added in there because it's 1982 and that was that was the thing. topless scene. Yeah, that was yeah. you know and say what you will about toxic Hollywood. Now it's been that way for quite a while, unfortunately. And this is to me again was one of those yeah systemic issues. You know, and it, it started back then. Now when this came out, I was six, so yeah. I probably saw it for the first time when I was eight. Or 10 in this that came, ballpark. This was like 82. So I probably didn't see this till I was in the nineties. Yeah. Watching so it on like, cable. So, so, you know, watching this when you're eight or 10 and you're like, man, he can control animals and he's got a sword and he's, you know, obviously, yeah, it was awesome. And the, the bat guy things would have definitely have freaked me out. The, the dude with the war Duke helmet running around. Oh, he's straight he, up war Duke from D and D. And if you get that, yeah, if you get that reference, you let us know in the comments. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, that guy, well, all of those just, were scary. Not just that, but uh, the general from Willow. Okay. They also play very heavily. Yes, well, Willow did as Willow, a throwback. Yes. But, yeah. But when, the scariest thing in this whole movie was Rip Torn's fake nose. Oh, my God. Right? So what? Bad. Why? Why did that? they do did, that? Did an intern make that? All it was was this hump on the bridge of his nose it was so bad it was, and it was wasn't colored the same nope. it was very obvious it was rip torn does not need prosthetics period shit it, oh. yeah i mean i loved how he acted in this i mean he was oh, sure. like a literal like badass piece of shit he's throwing kids into fire he, he and the one girl gets stuck on the side and he's shoving a stick trying yeah. to shove her down into the fire and I'm like, yeah, Rip Torn is awesome, except for that mm-hmm. bloody nose. Now, speaking of cool Rip Torn type stuff, he did have a couple of zealots that had these claws on chains. Dude. They threw him up into a rafters and then hung themselves with him. I'm like, uh, all right. I that mean, was unexpected. I, I, that was one of the things, again, when you want to talk about some memorable weapons, they are, they're like bell shaped, but they have spikes on the end of them. 
They and were like I, claw things almost. They were they were scorpion get over here. Yeah, they were like sticking something, and yeah. they uh, throw them at John Amos later, and he ca- catches it with the stick and flips mm-hmm. the dude around into the tiger pit, which I thought was great. Yeah, um, I'll teach him. And we'll we'll get into it when we get to the bit, but a lot of people die in this movie. There's a lot of death in this movie. There's a um, there's a there's a big old body. It's surprising. One. So we'll save it for a little. We still got a little bit of talking, but um, no, I, I loved Rip Torn in this movie. Probably and honestly, this would have been my first like introduction to Rip Torn. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. I like I didn't even remember he was the bad guy in this until no. I was looking at the cast list. I was like, huh. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, I see what you're doing here. Okay, rip torn, cool. I okay. mean, they overbushied his eyebrows in this too. By the way, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. like they're sticking. They, they made out. they made they made him up, obviously. Oh, totally. But you know, but, I loved it. And you you know, we were talking earlier that the temple looked like Thulsa Doom's temple that they're all like worshiping in front of dude that pyramid thing was super steep and when that one uh we were talking earlier when that one oh, the zealot the dude? oh sorry dude dude it hurt because he didn't go down the step side he went down the like side that no one's supposed to be able to walk up and down mm-hmm. and he it took a, for him even if there was an airbag at the bottom the bumps he took before he got there sucked but, you yeah, know, you can bad. tell that there's a lot of, like, Robert E. Howard themes mm-hmm. in Beastmaster, which, I mean, the godfather of sword and sorcery, as far as most people are concerned, you know, the guy that created, you know, Conan. Mm-hmm. But, I, again, this was just like Conan light. Less blood, still got, you know, girls running around, dudes in togas, all this, you know, swords and fighting and you know head head you know heads floating around in water and creepy ass demons that still terrify uh, watching it last night i'm still no like, crom no crom no crom but i i'm still like watching that thing and i that part was coming up and i went i hate these things and jackie's like what are you talking about and i like look and she's like yeah those are those are kind of they look like just skin over like a faceless body it's yeah it's so weird. weird looking and it's not like one or two there's like 50 of them and it's not like they took one and kept filming it there's literally 50 of them standing around i'm sure some of them were mannequins but you know when you get to the end where they they actually come and help yeah the creepy scary things come in and help them at the end <laughs> yeah. um and eat people there's like 20 of those things floating around you know, destroying everyone. I think we should talk a little bit about the end battle because, like we said, it had an awesome explosion at the tar. Yes, it boat. was all. It was very awesome. And just uh, to, to put a, a nice bow on the Conan thing, he was a Hyborian, you know, legend. Yes, he was Hyborian. Yes. So at the end, when they finally defeat. Uh, uh, Mayak, 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 whatever his name is. Yeah, Max. Max. At the end, they're like, "Oh, cool, we beat Max. Everything's good." Yeah, you think the movie's over? Yeah. And then, (laughs) nope. The the John, the the John, the the, the traveling horde that killed and destroyed the uh, 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 Dar's people are now. Yeah, I can't way. even remember. They start. It started with an E. And I was like, I'm not going to yeah. butcher that word. Yeah, it was, yeah, whatever those guys were. And so now they're coming, and they have to prepare 
their defense is to fight this horde and they're some, they seem kind of mindless, but very barbarian heavy. They remind me, uh, they remind me of the barbarian horde in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Remember the ones that, uh, Alan Rickman hired mm, and it was just like all the Celts. All they cared about was, you know, they, they drink the blood of their dead, you know, that, that type of feel, Yes, but, the, but that were all these dudes were dressed like, dude, they were all dressed like leather and, and spikes. Again, it so. was a BDSM convention in town when these it guys was. come running. Those guys and the death guard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so as they're coming towards the fortress, they it is there's a moat full of tar. Like tar. tar yeah, pit, it's right? weird. So they pull the bridge away. And then they three amigos the tar pit. I love by that. Covering they cover it with dirt and everything and make it look normal. So at night when they're all charging in, they all fall in there. They go to set it on fire. Yeah, yeah, because tar is flammable. Right, and when they do, holy schmoly, does it make a huge explosion? Watch the movie when you're watching a movie, and you see the explosion. You go, okay, special effects fine. But you can see the actors near when it happened, and if you look real careful, you can see them crapping themselves because it. I think was, it was bigger than it was supposed to be. It was MythBusters cement truck explosion. Oh crap! So this this is the kind of stuff that's like, oh yeah, this was 1982. Um, there's dudes that are on fire that are still sword fighting Dar, and yeah. then Dar has to jump over because the bridge is now on the the dry part, the 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 solid land. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of on fire, and he jumps over the rail into little burning piles of fire. And it's like, if you don't know where to land or mm. where your mark is, you're getting hurt. And there's fire everywhere. But I want to, yeah. <laughs> so as as much as I love this movie, I the only thing I kept thinking, though, was we saw the Jun attack Dar's people and Mm -hmm. Max was with them. So have the Jun never been to Max's temple for dinner? Because I would have remembered a moat of tar surrounding the temple. No, man, they just, he just, uh, they were contractors. They're just outside contract. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll buy that. I'll buy that because I I was just sitting there going, no one's ever been here. I admit Max took over the kingdom from Zed, but there's a temple to the God he's praying to there. And at this point, (laughs) Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead, baby. And you know what? There's still BDSM dudes running around. Yeah, there were still gimps in the basement. There was gimps running around in the basement. Maybe that's that's where Tarantino got the idea for that, man, honestly. Tarantino went total Beastmaster on. I think we just busted Tarantino's ass on this one. I think we figured out. I think we did. There's there's another letter we're going to get in the mail. Sorry, Gary. Sorry, Quentin. Uh, So uh, as he's, they're, they're fighting, they're, Fighting the June, the June, the June. June. Well, yeah, and then War Duke, the the leader of the June, jumps off. Uh, well, Dar does the flying off of the bridge tackle off the horse bit. Dar gets like two awesome <laughs> flying kicks in this movie. The first so, yeah. one yeah. when he kicks the flying dude into the, or the dude that's on fire back into the thing was spectacular. Yep, and then he does like a half spin kick. 
to get the war duke off of the horse. And I'm just like, this This is great. <laughs> I'm loving yeah, all of he, the Mark Singer kicks in this fight. It, it, it's wild. So he fights him, has a real nice, big, epic, uh, uh, you know, fight, one-on-one fight. Oh, yeah. Defeats him, and we're like, all right, everything's cool. And then the rest of the starts closing in on him. Well, earlier we saw some beautiful foreshadowing when he gave the bird this logo talisman, the, the uh, secret the, Dakota ring that he got from. People, yeah, gave him yes, the thing. earlier because they were going to get him, but then the bird showed up and they were like, "Oh, you're the bird, dude. Oh, so you're uh, you're cool. We got you." Yeah. So he finally he gives it to the bird at the beginning of this fight. They take off. So now at the end, the big scary bat guys show up. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh man!" And then they start uh uh gack nippling all the bad bdsm <laughs> guys and at that point dar and them are like all right look they're helping us but let's still get the hell out of here oh they are still like walking around very cautiously oh yeah they still roll hard out of that place at that until point until they get to like the, the like leader dudes and they're like staring at dar and they yeah. kind of like bow their head down you know like i was waiting for a fist bump but they were just kind of like we cool <laughs> And then yeah, Dar and everyone take back off into the, which I was like, they felt safe inside the fort. There's yeah. no ceiling in the fort. The, the the bird people fly. So you're not safe. Exactly. Because you don't want to get gack nippled by the bird. No, guy. that was not the kind of Nickelodeon award show I want to be at. Right no, there. no. So by the way, just to let you know, I guess the guy that played the leader of the uh, bird gack nipple guys was a just listed as winged creature creature leader yeah he was a stunt man that was also in return of the jedi that's all i really know about that one from the old imdb but the guy that was the leader of the june again just listed as leader of the june his name was tony epper he was a stunts uh, actor and second unit director but he is known for things like beverly hills cop volcano and the rock yep nowhere to run as well so I mean a lot of a lot of action uh background with yeah. him. But started in Beastmaster pretty much. Oh, and he was in uh Free Jack. Well, we know how much we love Free Jack, thanks yes. to our double feature episode. So just throwing those out there real quick, just some dumb, you know, nonsense. Yeah, just some just this random knowledge yeah, that, you know, when you're watching this movie going, I I love IMDB, man, because this is so much stuff I wanted I didn't know I wanted to know. You yeah, know, you don't so, need to know none of this stuff. You don't need to, but I spend like a lot of time just like, oh, there's that movie. Now I'm going to read, like, especially if it's a movie I haven't seen, I'll watch the movie first. And the first thing I do is go to IMDb trivia and I start reading all the little mm-hmm. nip, you know, mm-hmm. tidbits behind movies. It's right, now I'm, uh, I'm really going to screw at your head now looking at some of this stuff. The person, the lady that played Zed's wife that had the baby taken from her. Yeah. And it's such a okay. weird way. Right. Yeah. She was uncredited, but she was the voice of the computer in Demolition Man. Really? Code 187. <laughs> yeah. Murder, death, kill. Murder, Code 187. Death, kill. Murder, death, kill. There you go, bro. See? All kinds of stupid nonsense. I need to love know that stuff, man. I, yeah. uh, it's, it's cool stuff, man. And she's from uh, Clarksville, Tennessee. Kind of your neighborhood. Your, uh, yeah, your, it's not, your not, not too far. Not too far. Yeah. 
Yeah. So anyway, I, that's all the uh, pertinent information for Beastmaster, the useless information from Beastmaster. And on top of that, just kind of our feelings about watching Beastmaster as a kid. Yeah. As we get towards the end of this episode, we will talk a little bit more about the kid and adult thing when we do our Allions. Yeah. But do you think you're ready for the body count yet? I'm, I'm ready. I don't know if they're ready, but I'm ready. Yeah. All right, Charlie. Then please regale us with the body count for Beastmaster. So, <laughs> even I was a little taken aback when I looked this up. Um, Beastmaster has a body count of 137. A hundred and thirty-seven dead bodies in Beastmaster. The PG-rated Beastmaster. That's a lot. And I mean, yeah, it's normally when you get like these sword and sorcery movies, or even like the uh, I don't know what you would call them, like you know, ones that are set in certain times. You know, like, we, like we the were, historical. Yeah, you know, even like Braveheart, The Patriot, or, or, Gladiator. Uh, you know what, what? What was the other one? You said Patriot and then Scottish Patriot. No, we we clarified. Oh, that. I tried. It's, it's, it's Braveheart, Braveheart and American and Braveheart. Braveheart. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So I just went with what the actual name of the movie was. But that's no. Stupid. When you get like that? those uh, period pieces, so these yes. period pieces that are set in that time. Yeah, there's a lot of like war and killing and hundreds of bodies in the body count. It would have sucked I, to live back then. I was not expecting 137 in Beastmaster, <laughs> but I'm they, I'm Dar. They wipe out, you know, his entire village. The, mm -hmm. you know, the winged things come in and wipe out the Jun. There's mm -hmm. a lot of like guards getting killed throughout the entire movie. Mm -hmm. I think Dar like kills 30 some plus people. Uh, the tiger, and no blood, no, no blood. blood. The tiger yeah. eats like five, something like that. It's. Mm -hmm. It is the bear a, it, kills the guy at the beginning. The bear that is covered. There's the blood. I I forgot. The bear's got the some blood. Yeah. Bear. They put blood on its snout, and I'm like, I don't think we needed to see that. We're pretty mm. sure that dude got messed up by the bear. That is the bloodiest scene, other than the head that pops up in the soup. Um, exactly. So yeah, the bear had the most blood on screen than any of the other parts in the movie they could have done a little bit of i don't know fake blood on the sword or something he's killing people but at the the most egregious the most you've got to be chitting me moment of the sword fighting in this whole thing uh-huh he's on top of the uh, uh american gladiator style guts aggro crag temple and yes. he's fighting the one uh, priest guy before he goes and kills... Uh, uh, kills Max. Max, yeah, yeah, Zed, Max, whatever. He does the whole... Shink, stab behind you. And it totally goes beside him under his arm. It is the most, it's under my arm, beside me, bullcrap... It totally is. ...thing that we all did as kids. It totally is. And this is how, like, this movie wasn't really trying to be kid friendly even though it kind of is is like max kills the king like 
boom, like just stabs him straight mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. But I, I did mention this earlier, and I did want to kind of touch on this real quickly before we get anything else was there is a weird genealogy in this movie. So Dar is the prophesized unborn son of Zed because that's mm-hmm. who is supposed to kill Max and the witches. By the way, uh, the witches are all like supermodel bodied with completely messed up faces. Like pig that, faces. Oh, it's like yeah. skin it's hanging like Twilight, over their eyeballs. Kind of like own pig face thing, type thing. Yeah. Uh, very much yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but, the, the, and I mean, even the witches are like, you about to die, Max, because this kid's going to kill you. And they like, they mm-hmm. don't care. And so that's what starts this whole thing. But anyway, Max takes, uh, has the witches take Dar from his mother and out of the womb, puts it into the cow. Then they're supposed to sacrifice Dar to stop this thing from happening. And it doesn't happen. So Dar is the son of Zed. He meets John Amos, who is Seth. Mm-hmm. And Seth has Tall, which is the young kid, who is also the son of Zed. And they don't explain, like, did the king remarry? Because we're led to believe the mom died during the whole process of Dar being stolen. Yeah, but you know what? They didn't show her dying, necessarily. I, but I want right, to say so... they reference it, but this isn't the weird part yet. I'm getting to the weird. Like they part. don't even know Dar's. A, they didn't even know Dar was. No, thing. no one knows Dar's a yeah. thing. Dar doesn't know. Dar thought his dad was the other. Tri- the Dar don't village. even know Dar's a thing. No. Yeah. Um, Kiri Tanya Roberts mm-hmm. calls Zed uncle. Yeah, she's a cousin. She's Tal's cousin. She's Tal's cousin, which also means she's Dar's cousin. Yeah. Well, they're from the southern part of wherever the hell this is supposed to be, man. <laughs> Why's it got to be a southern thing? Hey, look, Alabama, I, maybe. Let's you go down. Both, you and I were both born on the south side of the Ohio River. All right, we're on the other side. I, am I technic? I don't know if I actually am on the other on the southern part of the Mason-Dixon. I think the Mason-Dixon's at Virginia, isn't it? Like know, the North Carolina, close. Virginia. Oh, I'm, I'm touching well, you're, it, you're, dude. You're hillbilly. All right, I, oh, look, I am. Let's but, say, you know. let's say this. They were from the fantasy Mississippi. Fantasy Mississippi. Yeah. I don't know, but and, and I uh, there was something I was reading where it was like, well, maybe because Tall is from another mother, possibly that maybe they're cousin in name, not blood. But um, yeah, I just don't but, think they gave. I just don't think they cared. I don't think they did back then. Well, honestly, back then it didn't probably matter. Nah, you know when you think that. about how. They kept the bloodlines pure. It didn't care if you were brother and sister or all this, you know, cousin and first cousin. I thought it was funny because it's like, uh, y'all are related and Dar's trying to get some weasel action going on with Kiri. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was something else. <laughs> yeah. So like, like we said, this movie was rated PG. If you look it up on Amazon right now, it's PG 13, but it's it, it yeah there there's some issues in this don't try to explain to your you know if you're gonna let your kid watch this don't explain why they're cousins and oh they're and weaseling do explain yeah. to your kids about how dar is towards kiri when he first meets her that's yeah, super that's aggressive so and unnecessary cool. um yeah you want to talk about like how some people are probably like the way they are um 
that probably told some people that was okay, and it's not. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, yeah, this was made in a different time, and 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 not there's, that it was cool then. Obviously. There's no R word, was, but he's aggressive. Yeah, it was never cool then. It was just more accepted then. It was the whole boys will be boys crap that's out there. And that's it. This is, yeah, you watch that and you're just like, nah, it's not cool. It's definitely toxic masculinity. We said it. It's 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 uncomfortable. It's there. It's uncomfortable for sure. But just just FYI, and, and honestly, the other good thing about IMDb, if you're a parent like me, Dan, there is a parental guide. Mm-hmm. That tells you violence, language, uh, you know, sexuality scenes, anything like that. So if you mm-hmm. don't know, read that first, then let your kid watch it, you know, depending on, you know, what it says. It's pretty accurate. And they do go into stuff like that where it's like, you know, Dar is overly, you know, aggressive towards Kiri. And, you know, you know, you see Kiri's boobs for a solid 30 seconds in the movie. You know, it, the camera doesn't pan off of it. It follows them it does it yeah it 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 really does so just the the only the last thing i want to touch on real quick is the director don cosca really i sure it, let's just go whatever. with that he is a fairly prolific writer as well he has written things like well, i don't know phantasm Fantastic. phantasm 2 oh all the beastmasters bubba hotep love bubba hotep uh, and a announced Bubba Nosferatu, Curse of the She-Vampires? Screenplay, yeah. Sometimes so, you gotta take that a little bit as a grain of salt. You may you or do, may not see it. It's just But I mean, uh, you know, he's, the name, I didn't recognize it, but looking into it, go, okay, he does have some, definitely some uh, well, he's cult not, following he's not chops. only the writer of phantasm he did direct the movies the yes. phantasm movies. yeah he also did a lot of, yeah directing of those uh, and, uh, uh, it looks movies. like yeah. he also did uh dio the last in line music video so mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. totally fits you know where i'm talking about how metal needs to be with sword yeah. and sorcery yeah. Yeah. this dude got it well dio is also the only guy that can make rainbows and stuff metal so i mean you know uh, Rainbow's an elf, because his band before band uh, Dio was elf. Yes, yes. It's, so, it's still almost Christmas for us. It counts. Charlie, have you ever seen F is for Family on Netflix? Uh, I have not watched the newest epi- uh, season. I need to watch it, but I am right. But all the date. stuff, all the stuff with his kid and the the band oh, that he tries to do with all the wizards. And yes, stuff, the wizards. It's, it's, yeah, it's brilliant. It's, it's I love that show. It's all this stuff. I, if you have not watched it, I recommend it. But let me forewarn you: while it is funny, it's animated. It's Bill Burr comedy. Um, it's depressing as all get out. At the end of it, I mean, it really it's funny, but it's depressing. I enjoy it, but it's depressing. You know what's not depressing? Uh, Allian. Charlie, it is that time. It is. That we now rate Beastmaster. So, Charlie, go, go. Yeah, let, I want to start real quick. And I want to start real quick before we say our ratings is this one actually raised a question that I think 
it, it nothing that we need to change for it, but it's something I have to take into consideration is what? What? Yeah, okay. What? Chill out, Song Cold, I'll get there. Is the how the movie is now to us and mm-hmm. how this movie was growing up. Because mm-hmm. this movie growing up would have been like eight or nine Al Leongs to me. Right. Sure. No, Be- I agree. Beastmaster mm-hmm. was it. If if you were a kid in school, in elementary school, that had not seen Beastmaster, you got made fun of. You know, we all saw Beastmaster, and it was the greatest thing ever till we all got to watch Conan. When we were like, wait, we can put blood in this? Um, you can smash a dude's head and blood comes out of the helmet because it was a blood pack that's hidden underneath the helmet. I always remember that. When the club dude awesome. hit, he, the oh, guy yeah. with the hammer hits the guy. <laughs> I love oh, it. yeah. Yeah. Um, but now Dan and I spoke earlier about this was as 40 plus year old men going back 20. I, I agree. I don't think I've seen this movie for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And again, I had never seen it un- unedited. Um, it's not an eight anymore, mm. but it doesn't minimize it in my memory and my nostalgia of how much I love it. And I have to acknowledge that while, yeah, the movie is probably legitimately like a five, five and a half. I got to go six and a half with this because I watched it last night with the same smile. I know it's bad. I I acknowledge that there are things that are outdated. I can watch, I can feel Jackie eye rolling so hard <laughs> at certain scenes. But I'm also enjoying them. Again, this is a movie I didn't I, I didn't pick up my phone. I, I I sat there and I enjoyed every second of it. And I'm and I'm reminded of why I loved it so much. I'm like, yes, 10, 12, you know, whatever year old Charlie, when he watched this movie like 20 freaking times over the course of like three summers at Granny's, I know why I love this movie. I know why I love He-Man. I know why I love Conan, Deathstalker movies, all of the sword and sorcery. This was it. This was where it started was Beastmaster. And I love it. I will still, as an official rating, give it a 6.5 out Leon. On a nostalgia rating, this is still an 8. This is still something that was pivotal in my movie experience as a kid. I'm done. Okay. I'm dar. I'm dar, damn it. So, yeah, we talked about this. And again, like I said, I watched it probably 8, 10, somewhere in that range. And maybe 12 i don't know but yeah watching this loved it loved it and uh those of you that haven't figured it out or those of you that do know me i'm a huge nerd huge oh nerd. If, if they haven't figured that out listen to this show yeah i'm sorry i, <laughs> I love nerds. i love D and high fantasy and all that stuff sword fighting and the whole nine. i've got a conan board game he convinced me to buy over here with like two or three expansion packs so you know, yeah, bring it up. We'll bring it up here. I'll play it. I'm so honest. the uh, so the I love all this, right? Yeah. And of course, like you said, as a kid, it all pretty much stemmed from Beastmaster. Yeah. You know, and then when we got a little older, we we caught Conan, and we were like, "Oh, Conan's the adult 
Beastmaster. Beastmaster yeah, this is kids, like kind of Beastmaster like, hardcore. Yeah, yeah, because Beastmaster had animals and the cute little ferrets and all this stuff, and that was cool. But then you watch Conan, you're like, oh shit, Conan. All right, you know. So you know, watching it as a kid, yeah, solid like eight, eight and a half, whatever. It was awesome. Easy, you know, you went outside easy. and you 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 grabbed a stick and you were you were dar. You know, you're in your underwear. You're just oh, I am Hell, dar. Yeah damn right i did i just put a belt around and just let it fly <laughs> so i went you know watching it then i watched it again you know last night and i'm watching it going oh well it shot good shot well it looks all oh, right cinematography yeah, yes good. was well done um story was eh, pretty basic okay no problem it's, it's what they were <laughs> acting to me the acting was John Amos and and Rip Torn were the highlight acting. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll give you uh, that. Although Mark Singer, uh, eh, I Singer bought him as I bought him as that. Yeah, yeah. Singer was fine. Uh, you know, but and you're watching, uh, but I'm watching it going. Yeah, this is this ain't great. This isn't what I. I didn't have the same like. I'm gonna run downstairs now and yell at Mandy. Go, I'm Dar. I'm and, Dar. Uh, look, tigers and stuff. You know, it it was it was fun to watch it. I enjoyed watching it. I didn't have a oh, problem watching. It. Absolutely, yeah. Especially because I didn't remember half of it, so it was like watching it for the first time. <laughs> That's even better. Yeah, it was great. But again, after you watch it, like you said, ten year old me, eight, no problem. Forty five year old me, five. It's and and that's fair. I mean, I'm not. I, I'm I not like saying, the sword. I like the yeah. the flippy uh, uh, blade killy thing. It has a name, and I cannot remember what it was called. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, it was the it was the flippy thing, and you know, so all that stuff was cool. The trailer, you know, that was that was awesome. Dude, I'm telling you, the, the tra- trailers <laughs> the trailers fantastic, fantastical, so, sir. It is. It's pretty damn cool. So I'm giving it a five. Charlie gave it a what six and a half? Six and a half. I mean, we're not that far apart on it. No, I, no, I, I it let as a six. I let nostalgia push it higher. Truly, if I'm being critical about it, I'm probably with you at at a five. Mm-hmm. But I I I refuse to allow other movies I've seen since then to to change my mind on what a movie made me feel when I watched it the first time. I I can't stand when people do that. They're like, well, now that I've seen this, I can't quite, you know, get the same. No, 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 no. That's not how movies work. When I watch a movie is the first chance it gets to make an impact on me. And that impact never changes or diminishes. Even if I watch something better, I will always have that same feeling. It's that same, you can never make a, a, a second first impression. A movie can never make a second first impression on you. I go off that first impression of a movie mm-hmm. going, mm-hmm. I loved Beastmaster growing up. I, I don't know why there were no Beastmaster toys growing up. I mean, they made toys out of everything. Why did right. we not get, like, Mark Singer toys running around? With, we got Tron toys. I mean, and... Honestly, you know what? Animal, but you yeah. know what? I think I can almost answer that. Why would you try to compete with He Man? Yeah, I think I know. just even the and Rimco was already doing the Conan, um, yeah. and Hercules figures. Figures. So Black I think Star I was out there. I then think I just answered yeah. my own question. It was like it was a saturation of the market. Yeah. 
Although I can sit here now going, hey, NECA, you're giving us every other movie property out there. How about we give Mark Singer some love and give me some Beastmaster NECA so I can put them next to my McCready from The Thing and my Predator that I've got rocking over here. And yeah, I Mark need Singer some, needs a paycheck. I need Mark Singer and some John Amos running around in just leather tights. And, you know, I yeah, want that. In tights. I want like 37 points of articulation. You know, that's that's what I want from my Beastmaster toys. I, yeah, that'd be cool. I think I think, I think actually it would sell, be. Too. Yeah, hey, I think anyone out there, if you've got connections and so, and there's even other toy companies out there that's not NECA that put out some pro, you know, quality product. We want Beastmaster. Get that property. It can't be that expensive to get Beastmaster. Call Turner. So, he probably still owns it. Yeah, probably. All right. That's Beastmaster. Yeah, that's I'm your done. rambling. But, you know, yeah, that's all right. Watch it. Watch Beastmaster. If you've never seen it, watch it. If you have seen it, watch it again. It's fun. It is fun. Yes. I would now like to thank some people. Let's do our housekeeping. Housekeeping time. Big thanks to Mountain Empire Comics in Johnson City, Tennessee, Bristol, Tennessee. Check them out on Facebook. If you're in the area and you need comics, go there and get them. I would also like to tell everyone not only to subscribe to our content on Podbean, but you can now lake, like, lake? you can like, you can like. They have a you lake like, now. They have a lake there too. You can like and rate the podcast on Spotify. So please go there and do that. People ask how you can help the podcast. They reach out to us all the time. That is a huge way of helping because it, the more the analytics, it sends it out to people. Yes. It's a good way for us to get seen so people can enjoy what you're if, enjoying if as well. If someone's listening to a podcast about Conan, maybe they'll get, hey, you liked Conan. Maybe you like these guys talking about Beastmaster. Exactly. That's how, that's how the internet works, apparently. I don't know. If you like us, let other people like us, too. You can also check don't out Mostly selfish. Charlie. Yeah, don't be, don't, don't be a prick. Also, check out Mostly Charlie on Instagram. Uh, we do have a group there. Uh, Charlie, what about the Facebook group? Uh, Facebook group. Give me back my action movies. We broke 500. We are That's officially right. over five. Uh, uh, okay, fine. You know what? We're not in the thousands, but guess what? We have interactions every day. We mm-hmm. uh, There's always something going on. If I'm not posting, there are tons of other members that stay active on there. We thank you guys. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being active. Uh, we have the give me back my horror movies, which is climbing every day. Again, we're active on that constantly. We've got, we have got quite a few things in the pipe between me and Nate on the, on the horror movie side. Um, uh, be on the lookout for some more interviews coming. Um, Nate's yeah, that's going to be cool. There's Nate's cool a machine, on. and there's one Dan doesn't even know about yet. Um, but uh, oh, oh, don't I? No, you don't. Uh, but no, we have that. I do run the Instagram. I'm still kicking Nate in the butt trying to get us on, you know, like Twitter or TikTok or something. We're 40. I don't think we're actually allowed to be on there. I think there's like a cutoff on the app thing when you check it. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Yeah, I don't know. But that's, that, uh, that's we, where we're at. Yeah. Group's doing we do have good. an email, though. We have an email. We do? G-M-B-M-A-M-P-O-D at gmail.com. Yes. There. yes and, do. of course, the guys at Poster Smash, who you also heard from via the horror movie episode called Witch House. Yep. Guys, give us some kind of 
cool Beastmaster poster. I know. Now I need to come up with a Beast Puppet Master or something. Hmm, That'd be kind of cool. That's, that's not, not bad. bad. Charlie, happy 2022. Happy 2022, Dan. Um, behind the scenes, happy uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Uh, might see you. Don't know. We'll see how the winds blow. Nate's got the old plague, so we will not be able to see Nate. Um, I'm Dar. And if Dar's there, he's invited. I don't know if any of the places we have dress codes, but who cares? It's Mark Singer. Yeah, basically. Yeah. For all of you that tuned in, thanks for doing so. We will see you in a couple weeks. Charlie, we'll see you next week. Yeah, you will. The war movie. <laughs> you, you get me every week. You get the other guys every other week. Caught me off guard there. That's all right. It is what it is. It's fine. Thanks for listening, everyone. We will see you next time. Charlie, do the do the thing. Phantasmagorical. I knew you'd say that.